to the greatest show in sport. The biggest football game in the history of Western civilization. What a ride it's been. It's time for this. Not fist pump time, Bobby Bell. It is for me. It's time for NFL Power Rankings on Sean and RJ. It's DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. And I think these are going to be boring. I think they're going to be boring. Really? Yep. Unless you factored in the canceled game. Okay. Hmm. Which you would do, of course, Peyton. A slave to the standings, of course. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Happy too. All right. Never mind. You can tell that we don't go ahead and uh, go over this, which we don't want to do. No, we want a surprise. That's how you got us on that Lions pick, which ended oh, up great. Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. It sucked. It was awful. <laughs> um, all right, Bobby. Last week, give us our power rankings to see how we did first. All right, I had from one through five: Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Dallas. Sean had Kansas City, Buffalo. So you were you were uh, you were three zero oh, and two. Three zero oh, and two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Count, or, or right now we're calling Monday night a tie. Yep. Or just three zero oh, and question mark. Three zero oh, and question mark. All yes. right. Uh, Sean was Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, San Francisco, <sighs> Cincinnati. Mm. There's a loss. Well, you didn't have Philly in your top five. No, I didn't because I, I have foresight is what well, it's called. Wow. Uh, and Peyton Russell had Stand. Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Cincinnati. Nice. You, That's a winner. You, you lost right. as oh, well. Nice. Philly. Yeah. I don't care about losing with Philly, though, because I'm projecting with Jalen Hurts. So let's see. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. All right. Let's go up. What do you want to do, Choppy? One, two, five, five, three, I, one. I think the suspense has been has been sitting at five. Okay. I think this suspense has been sitting at five. I think we all, I, I assume. Um, at least for me, it has been. Five's been well, you just raised one. your hand over Buffalo, so that's making me think you're doing something funny up top. Well, I've always, I mean, I've had Casey up top for for a while. Um, let's so, go five through one. Five let's through make one? The, let's make the boss happy. Okay. All right. Number five, RJ, who and why? Last time I did this, I had Detroit at number five. Uh, they, by the way, do Bobby have the, uh, the the weighted DVOA is seventh in the NFL, which means that they are you know among the seven best teams, and I believe they are among the seven best teams in the NFL today. Uh, but I do not have them in my top five this week. Oh man! Instead, I have the 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 the, the, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. There we go. Wow, I'm surprised. Okay, why are you surprised? Uh, because I'm going to be fascinated to see of the five that I think we're all basically going to have who you're bumping out. And it's making me think you're bumping out Philadelphia. Well, there you go. You have foresight. Why? Because I can't trust Jalen Hurts' health. I cannot trust it. Oh, another reason. Huh? Huh? Dak Prescott has passed him in DVOA for the year. Oh, and he's just two spots different in QBR. Hurts being third, Dak being fifth. Now, let me... Object to something and use your own choppy logic against you. Overruled. Since you uh, love DVOA and you love the numbers, are you now saying because of that that Dak has had a better year than Jalen Hurts? Since you basically go off those numbers. Not necessarily because he's higher in one, but he's lower in another. Um, lower in what? So he's, he's you know, Dak's behind Hurts in QBR. He's above him. In DVOA. Okay. Uh, I'd have to go check on some of the other ones. Uh, but no, I don't necessarily think that Dak's had a better year than Jalen Hurts yet. 
Um, they both were injured. They both missed time. Um, so, no, I can't say that. Okay. But one is healthy. Dak is healthy, and Jalen Hurts is not. And until I see Jalen Hurts, until I see it with my eye gate, Michael Irvin, uh, 820. 820 this morning. Until I, there you go. Until I see it, I have to say Dak's better. And if Dak's better, then the Cowboys are better. So, wait, are you willing to say then at least very specifically that Dak has had a better season throwing the ball than Jalen Hurts? Because the QBR and other things are going to be weighted with the running. Running, running. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess he would have. Yeah. Okay. I Man, agree. that sounded really convincing. I agree. You agree that yep. Dak has been better throwing the football than Jalen Hurts? Yep. Okay. Who's your five? My number five is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh! And uh, look, it was a it, w- it wasn't the most impressive performance against Tennessee, um, but you got the W. That's all that that really mattered. But the other teams ahead of you are, are I think, are, are still playing better football. There, I think they're still more complete teams. I think you'd lose playing those teams right now. Pay pay. I as well will fall suit the Dallas Cowboys number five. I have bumped out the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa. Wow. And Sean. You, you can't are, lose two in a row in my got, power You guys rankings. are idiots. You guys, you talk about foresight. Give it to us, Angelo. You guys, you you guys are so dumb. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati's five. Oh, And really? that may be disrespectful to them. That may, be a, it is. that may be a little disrespectful. Bengals coming in at number five. And give me, well, that's the what we're doing. I was getting ready to power rank the AFC, but we're, we're kind of doing that right yeah. now. I was trying to think how high up we have Cincinnati, but that's the exercise. So give us number four. All right, number four. Uh, I have Roberts, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, if everything holds firm, mm. this, 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 is, this is why they're four, Bobby. If everything holds firm the way it is currently in the postseason, all right, in, in terms of the, the, the seating, the Niners will not face a good team until the NFC title game, which means that the last te- time they played a team that is any good was October 23rd. Wow. And they, got, they lost 44-23 to Kansas City. They got worked. DeSoto High School has played a tougher schedule this year than the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I thought four was a compliment here, but I like the teardown. Oh, I'm just uh, eviscerating this 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 team. Eviscerating. <laughs> uh, that I can't wait to make the Super Bowl and get... Dog walks and I'm waiting, by Kansas City. And I'm waiting for Bobby's apology to Josh McDaniels after Jared Stidham came in, made McDaniels look like a genius by torching the San Francisco defense. Torching them all over oh, the yeah. place. So San Fran is at number four for you. I think that's interesting. The last time they played a team that was any good was Kansas City. So it wasn't the, uh, at the time, your number two ranked Miami Dolphins, like that's literally it. three <laughs> weeks you know ago. What? You know what? You know what? what? I appreciate it. You've got me in a bit of a corner here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to chop my way out of that. I'm going to quite simply say I was wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is this is uh, history right better here, isn't chopped. it? chopped. 2023, I... man. Turnover, new leaf. <laughs> Likeability is my number one thing. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number four for you, Bobby. Number four is the same as it was last week. It is the Cincinnati Bengals, which they were up against. They they, they were leading against uh, the Bills early in that game. Um, you know, I thought they had a, a pretty strong chance to win that one. If they would have won that game, if we would have been able to see that, they, they would have risen up. But I got to just kind of hold them steady right now. I have the 49ers as number four. I had them in my degenerate last Friday and uh, cover the nine and a half point spread. They did not come anywhere close to that. They pissed me off, and I dropped them a point. <laughs> All right. I also have San Fran at four. Okay, so 
Three San Fran's at four. Three San Fran's at four. Michael Irvin is coming up. Little programming change at 820 this morning as an Odyssey NFL insider brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Not 840, 824, the playmaker. Who is three? The Buffalo Bills. Dropped a spot. No slouch. No slouch being third. No slouch being third. Why did they drop? Um, why? Like totally undeserved drop. From what? Their game got canceled. A game in which they were getting absolutely carved up Ooh. in 10 minutes. In the 10 minutes they played. 10-minute judgment. Actually, in the 9 minutes and 2 seconds they played, they were getting absolutely carved up. I didn't need. I don't need them to resume this game to know who the better team is. Okay? <laughs> I saw I saw Joe Burrow go at like Swiss cheese through that Bills team. All right? I saw Buffalo have to resort to... To something as EGAT running the football to actually move it. EGAT. Spare me. <laughs> uh, Buffalo uh, got dropped because they were going to lose that game by 14 or more. Woo! They were going to get worked. I don't even need, I don't want Roger to finish it. Man, I don't need it. Don't need Roger to finish it. All right. So there it is. Buffalo at three. Bobby's been having Buffalo at one. I know you got him up there still. So who is who's, standing up? I'm going to need to stand, Ryan. <laughs> Kansas City. Number three is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, God. Who have struggled twice in like four weeks with freaking Denver. Denver has given them problems. They played a ton of close games this year. Yes. Like if we're going to ding teams like Minnesota for it, you're going to have to ding Kansas City for it as well. Now, Kansas City's peripheral statistics look a lot better than Minnesota's, so they have that working in their advantage, but they've played a lot of close games this year. And so I've got Kansas City now. It's been too many weeks in a row of this, so I've got Kansas City at three. I did not factor wow. in the game that was canceled that didn't count, doesn't count. Uh, so I have the Bengals at number three. Bengals at three. All right. Well, I guess this is the hot take of the show coming from me uh, that the Philadelphia Eagles are number three. Whoa. Wow. What a hater. <laughs> Standings update. Oh, what a, my what a, gosh. What, what, I, I'm not the Burger lie. King, Sean Cherie. I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not gonna. Uh, hello, guys. I'm not gonna punish them for not having Jalen Hurts in, and I assume Jalen Hurts is healthy. That's where you and I yeah. differ. I hope that you are correct. Uh, that yeah. he's not 100, percent not wishing ill will. What personally? Yes, ill will rest in peace. I, I, I do think he's. I do think he's healthy. I just don't know. Like, you, you know, just said you didn't. You didn't. You don't know. Right, but I, I, what I'm trying to say is like, how is he gonna play? You know, like, is he healthy, Style. but is it, like, is he compromised at all? Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to go Philadelphia still at number three. Unfortunately, they will wrap up the NFC East by beating the Giants. And uh, these last two weeks, there's been an overreaction and a panic in filthy from those idiots uh, over, uh, over what happened against the Saints and the mm-hmm. Cowboys. Everyone totally forgot Gardner Minshew played fantastic against us. Like, totally forgot. Just forgot about oh, it. Yeah. So I'm going to have Philly at three. Okay. Controversial. All right. Number two, Cincinnati. I've had Buffalo here and all And by year. the way, would that mean all, everyone in here believes San Francisco is the NFC favorite right now? Everyone has San Fran over Philly except for me, right? Yes. Because yeah. yes. you have Philly out. You have Philly out. You have Philly out. Right. So everyone, man, this could be your best point that you've made in the history of the show. If San Francisco, well, right now you are, I mean, the case may be closed already. You won the Brock Purdy argument. That is very, very yeah. 
bitter pill to swallow. As, as, well, so far, but I mean, you know, again, they got to play. They got to play a, actually a good team. Uh, but uh, <laughs> as the shirt says, they're they want to brock and roll all night and purdy every day. Oh, that's what they're doing there. That's what they're doing Put there. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So Cincinnati, number two. Um, again, one of the two teams on Monday night carved the other one up. For nine minutes and two seconds. And, and that was Cincinnati. They are the best team in the NFL right now. Woo! But they don't have one guy. And that's why. And, and yes, and I'll just give my number one now. because They don't have one guy? Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Uh, yeah, Bobby, you're right. They have played a lot of close games. If the Cowboys played the same kind of games the Kansas City Chiefs play, we would crucify them. But the difference is, is that they've got number 15 and nobody else does. Okay. Lots of other teams have number 15. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Do I go two and one here? Whatever you want. I'll, I'll knock out two and one because it'll be obvious. Uh, so number two for me is the San Francisco 49ers. That when you look at since, uh, I, I know, Chop, you were you were hitting the fact that whenever Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, the, the points go down for the 49ers. The margin of victory goes down for the 49ers. Since Brock Purdy took the helm, the San Francisco 49ers point differential is 72. They're 5-0 and in that time. It's the largest point differential in the NFL. I know they, they, they had a rough performance on defense this week. It's literally one. They've had like two bad performances on defense all year. They're a top five defense and top five offense statistically. I've got the 49ers at number two and then the Buffalo Bills at number one. Still Buffalo the one. Chiefs at number two. I think uh, if they matched up against uh, Cincinnati, San Francisco, or Dallas again, um, I would pick Kansas City to win each of those games. Even though they've already lost to the Bengals, I know, but they should have won that game. The only team they can't beat and won't beat is the Buffalo Bills, who I have number one. Oh, despite Cincinnati owning Kansas City, you're still figuring out a way uh, to manipulate that to get KC above them. I'm going RJ Choppy route. He's the best player in any game. I would pick him to be the biggest difference maker and factor. Kansas City one, Buffalo two. The rules are different for the Chiefs. They are. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and not I fair. Just, not fair, it's not fair. It's not is, fair, but it's fair. It is what it is. So my top five power rankings this week, Kansas City 1, Buffalo 2, Philly 3, Ugh. San Fran 4, Cincinnati 5. Uh, let's see, I've got uh, Kansas City 1, Cincinnati 2, Buffalo, San Fran, and the Cowboys. I've got uh, Buffalo 1, San Francisco 2, Kansas City 3, Cincinnati 4, Dallas 5. There is a chance, depending on how the Cincinnati game would have finished, that I could have put San Francisco 1. Buffalo 1, Chiefs 2, Bengals 3, San Fran 4, and Dallas 5. The playmaker, Michael Irvin, next on the fan. On the line with a different time today. Odyssey NFL insider Michael Irvin. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. The news coming out from Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. The commanders are turning back to Taylor Heineke as the starter for the season finale against the Cowboys on Sunday, but the rookie Sam Howe could play as well. So Carson Wentz, Already benched again. They're going back to Heineke against the Cowboys. Does does Ron Rivera know they're out <laughs> and that this is too little too late? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he know they've been eliminated? Exactly. Mike, good morning. How are you, man? Man, that's a mess, isn't it, man? God almighty. You mean to tell me you go get up here, you don't know that we lose this game, we out of this thing, and you put Wentz back in this thing, and now you coming out talking about you going back to Heineke? Oh. Man, that thing is – that's a mess. 
But I'm doing pretty good, guys. I'm a little tired. I'm over in Orlando right now. I got this uh, appearance uh, with, with this corporation, this company here. And, and I'm, I'm sitting on my balcony, and I must admit, this is a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight. I just wanted you guys to know that. I don't know why. Mike, yeah. Mike, when you go – so I did weekends way back in the day with Brian Mitchell, who you competed against. And, yeah, be missed. And, the, and these, these card shows, these appearances, I mean, I'm not trying to put your business out there, but, I mean, you, got, you guys clean up. If B. Mitch was making what he made, I can't imagine what the heck you're doing at these appearances. Well, stop imagining it. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously, seriously. Yeah. This is what's good about it, though. This is what's good about it. All of the things that go on in all of life, all of life is all somehow, you, you, it, it, it commingles so well with football, you know, because you guys have a great show. You have a great show because a lot of people put in a lot of work. Everybody get their job done to put that whole show together. So I can take the antidotes. I can take what happens on a football field. I can take about how we go about a week to prepare for a game and talk to how companies, organizations, and corporations should be going about their week preparing to win every week. They all commingle so well. So, yeah, 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 I, I do pretty good. Mike, how, how, yeah, many, how, how many cards or helmets or, like, memorabilia do you sign a year? Like, is there a point where it just feels like a month goes in, 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 in carpal tunnel with how much yeah. you have to sign? Well, there's a lot now. There's a lot of that going on, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I hadn't called a touchdown number for 20 years, yeah. And and it's amazing you still get paid that kind of money. But I knew that. I knew that when I was that po 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 dude coming out of Fort Lauderdale. When I said I kind of want to control the draft and make sure I play for Dallas or New York or some team in LA. So so I, I was willing to lose something on the front end because I know. If it goes well, you can have a back in it, and it went pretty well. Did the HOF oh, add a significant value to everything? Well, you know, I, I the right man would say, well, it's the same person. I walked in one day, came out the other with that jacket. <laughs> but, but of course, you, you add things on yeah. where you put an HOF. As a matter of fact, when I first got this, I kind of added something to my autograph, me personally, so as you go through it, you will know this was all post-HOF and this was all pre-HOF. Michael Irvin joining us here on 105 Through the Fan. Uh, I, you know, I mean, the events from Monday night with uh, DeMar Hamlin, I know it's all secondary when it comes to the Bills and what happens and what they do, but how as a player do you even remotely get back to work? Yeah, this is a different one. This is a different one, guys. And I was talking about this the other day, yesterday on Inside the NFL where, you know, we we I I, I even I, I harken back to even when I laid on 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 the on the on the turf in um in Philadelphia and I remember looking up and seeing just the fear and the worry on all my teammates' faces and I guess when that's what we saw Monday night you know but those guys knew that I was going to get up and go home I mean they walk home but I was going home yeah. you know what I mean I mean I was getting wheelchair going but I was going home. This is a whole different. This is a whole different thing, and we're all sitting here waiting. We're, we're waiting on somebody to say, 
he's going to be okay. So we can take a breath, a, a sigh of relief. Okay, at least he's going to be here. And then we start working on his recovery and everything. Yeah. You, you know what I, I thought about also is, wow, how, how, how big that thumbs up really is. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. How, just something little like that when he's, when you're leaving and that we throw a thumb up. We've gotten used to it and appreciate everybody. Clap. Okay. Glad he's okay. Glad he's okay. But not getting it, not getting it was like, whoa, that was a, that's just, yeah. So man, we just got to keep praying for him. Keep praying for him. What did you think? There's been a lot of conversation about the way the league handled it. Did they want them to get back out there, this five-minute warm-up period? Did the coaches, did they have to be the ones to step in and say, we're not playing? How long it took for Hamlin to leave the stadium? What did you think of the way it all handled? Were you saying to yourself, were you screaming, cancel the game? What are you waiting for? No, I, I was not, guys. We're, we're, we've been conditioned, you know. Listen, in, in practice, and, and, and you guys know this. You guys have been out of practice. You've seen guys get hurt. And Jimmy, uh, uh, Coach, let's move it up 10 yards. Let's keep it going while they're tending to the guy on the ground. Let's yep. move it up 10 yards. we got to keep it going. we keep it going, you know. Yep. So, so, so that's been the mentality that you've been trained with. But then this other element comes in where hey, yeah, there is no moving it up and there's no him getting up and, and, and all of this, you know. So, so that adds a whole new set of trauma to your mm-hmm. body, to your brain, to your spirit, to your soul that you have to endure. You know, to, 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 to see that now, everybody's making a lot about 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 how the thing was handled, and, and I think it's more so talking about Joe Buck saying the game is going to resume over how they actually handled it on the field. Because, from my understanding, because they had those people in the building and the people in place, that 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 that's what saved him. You know, as opposed to what we had with the hate gather situation, situations like that, because they didn't have the people on hand. So I'm I'm thankful that they had the people on hand that can recognize it and get to doing exactly what they needed to do to get him, you know, to get him some help right away. Because somebody told me the other day, one doctor I was sitting to a talk, and she was like, every minute, it's like 10% of brain functions is lost. And you know, that just, oh, my God, that's just, yeah, that, that's, think about that every minute. 10% of brain function is lost. Mike, Mike, was there ever a point? You have two sons, correct? Yes. Was there ever a point when you, I know that one is playing, but you said, I don't want them to play football, and, and would something like this alter your thinking uh, about any youth youth kids playing? I, I, I never said that about my kids. You know, I, I never said it. I certainly heard my wife say it a couple of times. I said, baby, listen. We can we can guide them directions right now when they're young, but they're going to get old enough to make their own decisions. And you know we're supposed to help them help them reach what what, what their goals are. So so I kind of played it that way, to be honest with you. But I still never considered this. You consider bones being broken, you consider ligaments and all of those issues, but you never consider death. You you really mm-hmm. never consider death. You know you. And, and that's what makes this fresh and new and so different. What do you do if you're the league to try to make this game up? Uh, would you be cool if they just didn't play it at all? Yeah, I, I, I think it's too much to play it. I really do. I really think it's too much to play it because it's not just, okay, let's get the results of this game. It's also, let's go back and relive that moment. 
And that's what all those players are going to do. I'm not even talking about us on TV and, and all that that we're going to have to talk about on TV and the pregame shows and all those things. I'm talking about those players reliving that trauma. I think this is one time to just keep it moving. Mike, uh, I don't know if you heard it, but Bart Scott was on yesterday and he was kind of talking about T. Higgins and some people got ticked off uh, with, with, with Helmet and, and the way the collision happened. Uh, people were furious with Bart for suggesting maybe it was Higgins' fault. Did you did you break down the play and see anything weird? Because to us, it just, I mean, it looked totally normal. No, no, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't do that, and I didn't push cash in, in anything towards T. Higgins or anything like that. You know, I just, you know, and, and even that same doctor, she was saying this, and it was lady, she was talking about the odds. And, you know, I don't know anything. I'm not a doctor. The odds, the odds, and how astronomical those odds are that are hit at the exact same time that, 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 that she's ha- he's having a heartbeat or having some kind of rhythmic issue. Or something like that. Uh, she says the odds are astronomical. So you know, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, you just pray for him and everything. But I, I, I can't say that I think that hit was it. And I certainly can't say that it's certainly that that is T Higgins' fault. Uh, Mike, switching to the Cowboys. Uh, how, do you ever look at it? How would you look at this? Would you rather play Tampa and Tom on the road, a team that's beatable, maybe, or Aaron Rodgers, who you can't beat at home? Well, they well, haven't beat Tampa either. I, I, they, haven't beat, I, I, well, they didn't beat Tampa I, 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 this year. I've been, but. Out here. I've been out here all the while, boy. And I'm telling you something. This thing has me so twisted and turned up <laughs> and turned on. I don't know how to watch it during games. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, okay, wait a minute, Philly. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on, Minshew. Because I got the pass figured out. We go get Tampa first. You know, we go get Tampa first. And then we're going to let either we, – we, we'll let those other three teams right there. Somebody got to play each other. We don't want to go. We don't want to go through all three of Minnesota, Philly, all uh, so so I, uh, San Francisco. I want to let some of them play each other, and then I do, then find out who I go through after that. But yeah, I would like to go to Tom first. I would like to go to Tampa first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need Aaron Rodgers coming in to to take, uh, to AT and T Stadium where he feels his record is pretty good. I'm okay with that. I want to go see Tom. Michael, well, Whitworth was on the other day. He said, before we made our run, what was most important was how hot we were and how healthy we were. In, in, in the history of all your titles, was there something consistent that had to happen at the end of your regular season in terms of being on a streak, or is that overrated? What what needs to happen at the end that you found like uh, as a consistent theme in your titles? No, no, no. You, you, you want to be going. You want to be moving in the right direction. It is hella hard to do an about face yeah. and turn in the National Football League. <laughs> hella, hella hard. You want to be going in the right way. It, it's not just about talent. It's also about confidence. It's not, it's not that, okay, we want to win. We hope we win. We got to know we're going to win. We got to know. So that confidence going in and going down the stretch of playing well means a great deal. Don't underestimate what Philly's going through right now. This little turn, injury towards all that. That's one thing Jimmy always talks about. We want to be feeling good going into this playoff. We want to be playing well. 
And then you can get in here and say, boy, we worked so hard. Everything's been going great for these last four weeks. And they used to say this all the time. For these last four weeks, these playoffs in that, these last four weeks, each and every one of us ought to be able to be ready to hang by a tree by you-know-what for what we got in front of us. That's what he used to tell us. We're ready to hang on a tree by you-know-what for four weeks, for four weeks to get to what we talked about all year long. You know, and, and, and that's basically it. You want to be going in there playing well, and you look at I got four weeks to play. And I'm willing to do anything for those four weeks. Mm. Michael, uh, the last two weeks we've had Jerry on. He has made the comparison for T.Y. Hilton to Kelvin Martin. And uh, both times he he said, not just in terms of the play style, but also said in terms of what he can be in terms of imparting wisdom and stuff and said that Kelvin was a big impact on you early in your career. Uh, You think that's a good comp for for T.Y. there is Kelvin Martin? And how big can T.Y. be down the stretch? No, I don't think it was a good comp. I think it was a great comp, an exceptional comp. I think it was a perfect comp because he's right. <laughs> except, except, T.Y. still got a little boost on him. Yeah. Calvin never had that boost on him. <laughs> <laughs> he never had that little boost. He never had that boost. But that Calvin, K-Mart, he ain't lying, man. K-Mart taught me so much, man, when I first got in here first you know, to understand the game. You know, I, I, I was struggling. Uh, Everson Walls trying to trick jam me and all of that, and I'm trying to get off the ball. Calvin came to me. He came out and said, hey, man, he said, hey, what you doing, man? I said, what do you mean what I'm doing? He said, he said man, we, we're trying to go around them for it. I said, that's what you did. He said, listen. He said, look at me. Look how big you are. He said, man, pick your big, you know, right through him. Just go. He said, just go. I said, what? He said, just go. <laughs> just go. And so that's what I started doing. I said, And that's why I came up with all of my, you know what? He's right. I'm 210 pounds. The laws of inertia says any part, any man, any object hitting another object, giving them the same weight of size, should move them, should move the still object. If I'm a moving object, it's still object. So I'm going to be the movement object, and I'm only going to take half the man. So I'm going to go through one of each shoulder. And I mean, my career took off from that. I just started going through people. But he also helped you understand the game, the timing of the game. When I'm on TV and I tell people, listen, it's one thing to know how to be over. But it's better to know when to be open. Mm. Calvin teaches you all of that. He tells you, listen, man, he ain't even studying you right now. The quarterback's over here. You need that receiver to toss everybody in the room. The quarterback's vision now is over here. You're winning on a backside route right now, and he's not even looking at you. Understand where you are in the whole progression so you can know when to be open as opposed to just knowing how to get open. He was teaching me all of this. Great breakdown. Uh, great to have you on again. Have fun cashing in on kissing the babies and signing that signature, and we'll talk to you next week. Be safe in Orlando. Thank you, brother. Hey, man, absolutely, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. I talk to T.Y. almost. You know, I talk to him every week, man. I'm talking about so excited. I saw a picture the other day when I was leaving the network, and they had a picture of uh, – it's funny because you asked me that. They had a picture of 88, CD, and T.Y., and 88 was running through the end zone laughing. And you could see this was true good laughter. This was true good friendship. And I said to myself, wow, that was fast. Yeah. And I said, that's why he is a great fit for the locker room. For them to have that kind of union together, that kind of joy. I said, wow, 
That was fast. And I waited for that picture to come back up so I could post it, but it was on a wheel, and I had to get on that airplane. So I couldn't get the picture. I'm going to find that picture, though. I'm going to find that picture and post it. Because to me, to me, to me, it said, uh-oh, I got me I got, I got me a little bit of help now yeah. to get ready and get in this playoffs for CD. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you, Mike. Have a good one, buddy. All right, guys. That was the greatness of Odyssey NFL insider Michael Irvin. Insider calls brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars and driveways nationwide inventory. Peyton was just recording for the start of this TV show eight minutes ago, and apparently Shannon Sharp is going at Skip Bayless for everything we discussed yesterday. We'll play it for you. We haven't heard it. Peyton has. He said it got uncomfortable. We'll play it for you next. All right, I've been waiting for this hump day edition of Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station. We've got Peyton and Ryan running things in the back. Would Shannon Sharp show up for work today? And why why was he out yesterday? Was it fake outrage? Is this a bit, a publicity stunt, as Jason Whitlock accused them of doing? Whitlock, of course, who burns every bridge as an impossible person that he is, used to work at that network. And he basically said, this is BS. Shannon Sharp's not really ticked off. Uh, He's milking this. This is all peak grifting by all parties. What is grifting? A grifter? Yeah, what is a grifter? That's a great question. I don't really know, but everybody uses it. Bobby, (laughs) I'm sure you've Uh, seen it on Reddit. A person who engages in petty or small-scale swindling. Okay, so translate that. Um, like basically the, uh, the grifter would be the, Mike Fisher. that would be the person trying to, to get you over with like, uh, you know, uh, the, the person who moved like the card game or like the watch the ball, like just the shady character. Who's just trying to get you out of your, your cash. Mike Fisher. Mike Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but people are using it in like social discussions yeah. and like political topics all the time. They're, oh. always, they're always using grifter. Yeah. They're so, so he's saying they're swindling the audience. They're, they're, okay. they're playing you. They're getting you over. Okay. So Peyton recorded the very beginning. None of us have heard this except for Pepe. This is Shannon Sharp's return this morning with Skip Bayless on FS1. Is something you want to share this morning? Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo, but I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and and, uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, time out, time out. I'm not going to take it down because I stand by what I tweeted. Skip, let me finish. All right, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead, let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back, Skip. Well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I didn't I, know I, you I were going to bring no, up No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your not get into your, uh, uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. <laughs> Clearly, the bosses 
wanted you to offer explanations so clearly. No, they did not have. Nobody. Let's go, Jen. Okay. What do we make of that? So he took off work because of Skip's tweet? No, he took off of work. It sounds like 70, again, percentages impossible. Sounds like, you know, he was really shaken and emotional and upset over what happened. Part of it connected to his brother, who had a brilliant career Mm -hmm. uh, that he referenced, ended because of injury. Um, And then it sounded like he was about to get into, I don't know whether it's 50-50, 70-30 or what, but he was about to get into Skip's tweet. But he started off talking about the emotion of being a former player watching um, DeMar Hamlin go through that. What do you think? I, I hear it. I don't buy it. You don't buy what? I, I I don't buy the the outrage or anything else. Just like the, Shannon, out, the like, like, like Shannon Sharp. Like I don't I don't buy that Shannon Sharp is genuinely grossly offended by this. I was I wanted to hear how it sounded. By Skip. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think it's as as I don't, I don't and not that he suggested I'm grossly offended, but but I don't think he is. I I think that there's. He's got more than enough money to be able to, if he was grossly offended by it, to be able to say, I don't need this and I'm I'm done with this. And I, I feel like if it rose to that sort of a level, he would. It doesn't sound like they're going to go on. They're going to talk about LeBron or whatever else. Yeah. They'll be fine for the rest of the show. So, uh, Peyton, so. did they switch after like three minutes? Yeah, so it was like that opening 90 seconds. And right after that, the graphics changed and the host, Jen, just said, all right, let's talk LeBron now. And they moved on. And now they're laughing and stuff. It's, it really seems sketchy. Mm. Yeah, he's smiling. Look at him. He's chuckling right now. Yeah. So front office. I, act. You get to act? I think, well, let me read you some of the quotes from front office sports. Uh, let's see. Skip yesterday said, my boss here at Fox called and said, hey, people are really reacting strongly to your tweet. Maybe you should clarify, which I immediately did. Um, Let's see. Uh, Okay, so here's someone from the big lead. Shannon Sharp not showing up yesterday and letting Skip twist in the wind was a good move. Jason Whitlock said it was phony backpedaling. Uh... Other sources said uh, that Shannon is fed up. Why wasn't Shannon on Tuesday, a source said? That's the thing everybody wants to know, but the relationship has deteriorated to an all-time low. That quote from a source makes me think that Shannon is actually getting fed up. But I don't know. I buy that. Absolutely. Absolutely buy that. These guys, they, 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 they argue... Like a married couple who can't stand each other. Like they just, you know what I mean? Like they just have nothing for each other, it seems like to me. Uh, and, and look, I don't watch that show very often, but you could. You well, could Shannon just tell. Sharp be doing this show in a year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, unless there's some, like, I don't know if he does he have a contract coming up and there's some sort right. of bidding war that takes him away. That, but that, Skip is locked in at at least like six a year. Yeah. So, so he, he ain't going nowhere, no, I don't think. No. I mean, that's a lot of money to give up. Like the a, f- a former Fox executive, Scott Ackerson tweeted this after Bayless the other night. You've created the worst take ever. A man could be dead. You blanking pos. You actually make me blanking embarrassed that I helped start the network that pays you millions of blanking dollars. You truly are a worthless pos. What in the actual blank are you thinking? The former Fox executive later deleted that. Um, but that was, I don't know, I was expecting that to be even more uncomfortable and Shannon to be even more harsh and aggressive.
towards Bayless this morning. And then just to flip it and move on to something else. I mean, y'all sell your soul for, for any TV segment, especially Skip. They should have let that go. They should have let that play out for 10 or 15 minutes. That would have been captivating yeah. TV instead of bailing like a bunch of wusses. They just get to the break and it's like, and scene. Okay, that's it. We're done. We're good now. The 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 so character is over. Their relationship's fine. I, if it was as bad as it was, you could walk away from it. If you're genuinely as grossly offended by him and the things that he does, like like I feel like people would walk away with, for that level of alleged offense or or whatever else, I feel like people would walk away who are in less of a position to do it if they were that offended. Now, Shannon's in a place to do it. Now let me ask this question because. You know, we're on social media, so we, we like to bring all sides to it. How much does anyone think there was an overreaction to Skip's tweet? I saw that a decent amount while going through replies on Twitter from the country. A lot of people this morning on the uh, trucker.com text line said Bart Scott has the same thing as Skip. Like, if somebody else said what Bart said or tweeted what Skip did, it probably wouldn't elicit the same reaction. Probably. But they're like, they've, Bart, lost the, but, they've lost the benefit of the doubt. It's sort of like the boy who cried wolf. Like, th- like they've they've lost that. I think, I think Bart's is less offensive. Like, Skip's was just about, in the moment, bringing up something that very few other people in the world were thinking. And it just it, it just came across as so insensitive, uh, and cold and heartless. That's that that that's the problem with Skip, and and that whole line at the end of which is irrelevant. Well, then if it's irrelevant, you don't say all the stuff beforehand. But there were a certain amount of people saying there's an overreaction to Bayless getting attacked like this, and I was just wondering if y'all thought that it's gone too far. Try to separate, which is impossible for me. The previous hatred for Skip, which I hate his guts. I hate. I can't wait for him to be unemployed or gone off of TV. But try to separate that. Was this an overreaction in any way? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Just because, like, because I also don't think you can can separate the prior things that he's done and said from trying to interpret the motivations of what he wrote on Twitter. And so you, you've got to have that context. In a vacuum, the, the quote on its own, if I told you just somebody tweeted this, then you may go like, uh, on a read, maybe it's a little like time and place, like who cares, like we're all just talking about something else right now. But in terms of it rising to a level of this is offensive, I think it matters who's saying it. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, and, yeah, so, and so because that, I don't think you can divorce the context of it was Skip saying it or is Bart Scott saying it. There were, there were questions or statements that were made Monday night that were fair, to be asked on Wednesday. Yes. That's the way I feel about it. You know, like, we what do we see a lot of? We saw a lot of, like, uh, you know, how they get – not a lot of, but we saw people say, like Skip said, make the game up. Yeah. You you saw people say, you know, uh, vaccine stuff. Yeah. Like, some of these questions are, like, you can ask those on Wednesday. Yeah. But, like, stay away from them at, at right 8.45 on Monday. To me, it's like – tell me this is a poor analogy, right? Someone dies, and it's like, well, who's getting uh, – who's in the will? You know, like, you, you, or you see someone yeah, having you a. You know that way before. You see, there, there's, there's a difference between. You see the, someone in a car crash, and you're like, "Who's that getting passed down to?" That's kind of what he did in the sports version of it. Well, and there's a difference in the way it's posited. So you've got like, the entire country was wondering, "What is the NFL going to do?" And Skip came at it from the position of, "How can they cancel?" 
It's not what is the NFL going to do to re- it was well they can't really cancel yeah. like, like it was more just it was the same question from a more caustic like approach and and way of talking about it and so coming from Skip that's tough to yeah. to just gloss I'm, over. I'm a little disappointed in Shannon Sharp. I think if Shannon is a little bit of a sellout. That's the way I feel about him right now. A L- little bit of a sellout. And I was hoping for a little bit more. We got some uh, developing news. Not just a commander's QB change again. The Cowboys are releasing somebody. We'll get you caught up inside the star. Final hour hump day edition of Sean and RJ next.